What is going on, everybody? This is Duke White. You're watching Real Life with Duke White. I'm here with my man, David Chance, the boss. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on, yeah, bro? Good. It's good to see you again. Good to be on the uh, show. Yeah, man, finally. We've been years in the making. Uh, David and I have been friends for years. Uh, and, uh, man, you've been an insp inspiration to millions of people around the world with your music. Um, and in a time like today's society, you know, especially after COVID and all of that, uh, it's, it's amazing to me how music has always been, whenever, whenever society was going through something, music has always been something that brought people together, brought healing, uh, brought families together. But uh, I wanted to have you on because uh, you know, I just wanted to be able to show a different side of, of you and uh, give people a chance to know who you are and, and what music is. You know, you're that mysterious guy. I've seen you on, on, but you've been killing the ground, man. You, you be on the Instagram thing, man. Y'all do your thing. But uh, just, to, I wanted to start with that, but with music, what is it, what is it, what made you fall in love with music? Um, having a family, man. My family was a musical family, you know. So my dad used to sing. My mom, you know, was an opera singer back in Guyana. Uh, you know, sung a couple times for the, you know, the prime minister back in Guyana. Dad had a group that he was a part of at one time, you know. Actually, a couple times sung with Harry Belafonte. So, I mean, singing was always in the family, you know. Uh, my brothers and sisters, I'm the youngest of 10 brothers and sisters. So, um, growing up was, you know, around the, the, the dinner table was a lot of harmonizing and beating right. on the table and, and songs and, you know, a lot of singing. So it was just something we did as a family. So it was natural. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously the, the music that that really hit you the most was pretty much R&B. Now, do you have any, any we'll have a good time. Yeah, we do some nostalgia. Uh -huh. But uh, did, uh, was there anything that really said, hey, man, I'm, that's what I want to do. Was there was there a group that inspired you? Um, you know, I would say gospel definitely, uh, you know, hit me first because I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. Mom was a missionary. So the church influence of music definitely got me first, the love to sing. Um, but when I heard, you know, I heard, first of all, I heard a group called Commission. And... Um, my family being from the islands, our gospel music that we listened to wasn't the normal gospel music, you know what I mean? So it was, everything was island feel, you know what I mean? Like it was exactly African feel. But once I heard Commission and the harmonies, you know, shout out to Fred Hammond, um, it was it was a rap for me. And then from there, I got introduced to Boyz II Men. Boyz II Men came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I heard Jodeci, you know, yeah. um, Forever My Lady. And the, the meaning behind the, behind the song just kind of impacted me. It was like, okay, these brothers got a church sound, but it was it was a vibe, you know what I mean? So it was like, oh, no this doubt. is what I want to do. No doubt. And, and uh, my dad is oh, my dad is a big R&B music fan, and uh, you know he would always have us listening to the OJs, the Temptations, uh, and just and, and I and I love the the live band feel that the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, the 90s, you started to see it kind of turn into more electronic style. Uh, and then, like you said, but but then it was like when Boys the Men came back in Prime Night and all, it, I noticed that it was a really about writing. And you write your own lyrics, you write everything from your heart, uh, which has always been 
something that really impressed me. What is it that how did how did that translate to you? Like when you when you started studying music, where did you learn how to write like that? Well, again, in my family, my brothers uh, were writers um, as well. So he used to write a lot of Christian songs. Uh, again, my dad and mom wrote a lot of the songs we sung in church. You know, God gave them songs. Um, my brother Paul was a writer. He, he would write songs as well with my, my other brothers and sisters. So writing, again, was in the family. The first song I ever wrote was a, a song called Lord, You Are the One. It was a Christian song. So... Um, again, it was a natural thing I saw them doing. I picked it up, kind of understood music, being the youngest in the family. So it was, uh, I would say, a natural progression. I got I to gotta ask you something. I always wanted to ask you because I thought it was, a, it was just a funny situation. You were helping an artist who has a, like, a, like a really a wonderful voice. But um, I remember, you know, you were talking about the runs and controlling. And how did you learn how to do all of that, knowing when, hey, let's pull this back a little bit. Don't do a run here. How did you become so, uh, like, masterful at that? Hallelujah, we just say the non-believer They out here selling their soul to the devil to get to the riches He been knowing how to cheat it, they don't know who to trust They can hear his voice, but they don't know that it's Jesus Can't ride out with anybody, I need real soldiers I know some of y'all freeze up I go above and beyond in my call of duty I'm an overachiever I jump in the spirit, see me get the wave of my arms like an open receiver My only fear is God, that's my whole job So I know who's controlling me, I keep his commands They be finessing the word, trying to make it fit who they be They fumble the bag and envy how I'm getting it I'm in their head living rent free Only my God get the glory. Hey. Only He know what is for me. Hey. So only my God. 
know, just again, it, it would be through the upbringing was a part of it. But when we were working on our first album with Sony, uh, I got a chance to work with uh, Diane Warren, O.G. Pierce, David Foster, uh, Brian Cox. I worked with a lot of different producers and all of the experience of people, you know, when we would record songs, they would be telling us to do this, not do that, you know. Um, so I kind of picked it up. And I already understood music, but now on that level, I understood, okay, and now I know why they do what they do. So mm. I kind of picked it up from the projects we worked on. Because I think about the, the new, I think about, first of all, being an artist. You, this is your baby. This is your song. This is your music. Mm -hmm. And then I got to hand the baby over to you <laughs> and let you edit stuff and take stuff out. Um, how did you handle that when you first came in, like knowing you're talented, knowing you can sing? Uh, how do you, I guess, I guess you have to say humble yourself and yeah. let other people, you know, Exactly. I mean, coming from the hood, you know what I mean? You you like, this is our end. You, we sitting at the table with Sony Music. You know, Michael Jackson's on the back with plaques. They have Luther Vandross, Sade. We like, whatever we have to do, we ain't going back to Baltimore. <laughs> okay? We're going to cooperate. We're going to figure out whatever you need. So a lot of the songs that I, we, you know, our first demo, we didn't have, we didn't have money to get a demo done. So we did everything ourselves. So um, we had good ideas, but it wasn't the best. You know what I mean? So when we got our first demo that Sony heard, it was one song that they liked called Love Crimes that made, you know, from that demo, that's the song that made the album. But everything else got scratched. We had to work with new producers, and uh, we were able to write some of those songs, but not every song we were able to write because we still, even as writers, we still were learning to write on that industry level. Right. How, how was that transition, finding out that there is a business side to art? Um, you know, it, it, you know, like I said, it's this learning, learning the game. We were like, okay, this is what it is, you know. Um, you know, not everybody saw what, uh, I guess, saw the potential in us, you know. Like, like I always say, sometimes you get a lot of no's, and those no's, if you keep going, you get better. And uh, that's kind of what happened to us. We got better as we went along. And um, we learned the business side on the way. You know, we had managers that taught us. Sony, David McPherson, which was the VP of urban development over there at Sony. Shout out to Dave McPherson. He believed He's in the saw the vision. Yeah. And he was like, man, I'm going to have y'all work with these other producers and writers because he loved the first song that we did called Love Crimes that we wrote. He didn't even believe we wrote the song. He was like, y'all wrote this? Y'all like 19 years old writing a grown, that's a grown man song. You know what I mean? He said, what you know about love and all this stuff? Right. You know, so he, he, he didn't you know, believe we really wrote the song, but he understood that we had talent. It just needed to be developed. So he paired us with a lot of other producers and writers and through those experiences, we were able to develop the skill and the art form. Now, uh, there, there's, there, there's that business side. Then there's the, you know, I know MTV played you guys' music like crazy everywhere. How, did you ever get tired of the productions? The reason why I'm saying this, guys, is because I know there's a lot of young artists out there that think it's going to be easy. This, and that. this is work, folks. And so I'm trying to... While we got him, I want to pick his brain. Uh, but the, the, there's, there is the, the video production. How many times did you have to do stuff over and over again and keep your energy up? What's yeah. that like? 
Um, it was definitely, it's definitely a lot more work than I, that I, we thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it was just one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, you know, you going from not getting any sleep to shooting a video for two and a half days, um, getting up early in the morning, you know, you know, we, it, it was just nonstop work, you know what I mean? Going from radio stations, touring, you know, we might go home on the holidays and get a break and then we back out on the road again. Um, working on music, studio. It was just nonstop. Definitely more work than I expected. Yeah, and, 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 and because of that, uh, you had to make a decision if this was really going to be, if music, because I, I noticed your mindset, you, you want, you, you are about that work, about work ethic. You are about executing, uh, you know, and making sure things are done in excellence. You, you, you've done it. So, is that is that something that happened because you saw what was required to be successful? Exactly. Is, is that what happened? Exactly. That's what, that's what happened. It showed me the level. It showed me that Sony had a team of people making decisions that was already put out. You know, like I said, the Luther Vangels, the Michaels, and, you know, the PR person, the lady, her name was Laverne Perry Kennedy. She was the same PR person for all of Michael Jackson's career. So, you know, these people knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to argue with them. I'm like, okay, this is how it's done. So it was really showing me how it's done. It showed me the, the blueprint, if you will, of excellence. Who's on the low side? I need you. Oh. 
Yeah, and then so so because I know there's video, but then there's the stage presence. There's, there's a whole other group of people. Exactly. See, and, and so folks, I want you to understand that uh, we already this far. We already he's already established that talent isn't enough. Technically, it's not. It's not. He's just saying he's saying talent's not enough. So there is this part where you okay. When is there a point where nobody can tell you anything because you know what you need to know? Does that point exist, or is there always a point where you're going to need to be listening to somebody? Um, you know, Michael Jackson, I mean, Michael Jackson had mentors, had coaches, you know, had, you know, choreographers that coached him. Michael Jordan had a coach his whole career. Bill Gates has a, a mentor. Like, these are people that we would say probably don't need to be told anything. Stevie Wonder, when I got a chance to meet him, he said that he's always learning in music. Like, Stevie Wonder, to me, was like the king of it all when it comes to R&B. So, I mean, I think there's always a place to learn and there's always growth. Because the industry changes. You know, from our era, you got a lot of people that were at the top of the charts in our era. But now that we have social media and uh, and streaming and all of that, they have to now go back to school again, you know, and learn the game all over. Um, so I think it's always something you need to learn and grow. So Yeah, and I know you, you are big on reading, you know what I mean? And I, I love how expansive you, you are. Guys, you got to understand, this dude loves knowledge. <laughs> loves, like, <laughs> loves knowledge. And, and, and because of that, I mean, I, that's why I wanted I look at the influence of music and the, the influence of a lot of the uh, artists that have, have changed our lives and impacted us so much. I notice that eventually they end up, you know, in another industry. Yeah. Whether it's fashion, whether it's real estate, whether it's, you know what I mean? Is, is that important, too, for artists that not just have a backup plan? No one's talking about failing, but we're just saying to be able to continuously expand. Indeed. Um, you know, as human beings, we got to remember we can do a lot of things, just like our father in heaven. Um, he was so many things to to us, you know, not just father in creation. He was a son of redemption. He's the Holy Spirit in the church, but he was the counselor, the mighty God. He was so many different things. You know, he's the air in our lungs. You know what I mean? So as people, we can do so many different things and you see it with a lot of artists you know they're businessmen they become actors they become all kind of things you know what i mean from entrepreneurs to you name it so definitely have an open mind and diversify use the talent just like a lot of the ball players do nfl players do they diversify into other things because you can do it you know and you never know when uh you might not want to do music anymore or it dries up because there's always a season that you have in music so capitalize on that season when you have the chance. Yeah, and, and so you brought up the Father in Heaven, so you ready? You're about to take off? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, how much does faith play a role in your ability to push through the difficult seasons that uh, artists experience when, when you're not on top, when the records are? You know, how much does faith and your trust in God uh, play a role in um, You know, it, it plays a huge role. I was raised a certain way, so uh, I thank God for the parents that I had that, um, you know, their story was a testament to me. So that's kind of what I look at as the blueprint. You know, 
We came from a country called Guyana, South America, with no money. My dad was invited to Baltimore, Maryland to, to preach because some people came to Guyana to do missionary work. And when they came to Guyana, my dad was there and he, they, you know, he was actually, he gave the people a word of, from the Lord. He was doing miracles. They was blown away. They actually invited him to come to Baltimore. And when they invited him, again, the Lord used him in a mighty way again. They actually ended up sending for his family. So that's how I got to America, period. You know what I mean? So to just give you perspective. So that is my foundation. Um, you know, I always look to God in, in anything, you know, and everything that I'm doing. So I think God being the center is really the focal point. So even when things are down, um, you can always look. And sometimes sometimes things are down because that's, that's the design. You know what I mean? Sometimes doors are closed because you're not supposed to go in those doors. And uh, and that's how I see it. So, you know, God has always been my my rock, my, my fortress, uh, my my guide, if you will. Yeah. What do you, what do you say to those that say, uh, uh, how can believers make R&B music? What do you say to that? I know that's always a tough question. I'm pretty sure you've been asked a million times about yeah. that. But what, what is your response to that? Um, I believe that... Um, you you gotta make music that uh, glorifies God. You gotta make music that um, I think there's a boundary. You know what I mean? There's R&B that is crazy, that's sexualized, that is um, uh, you know all of the above. And then you have R&B that promotes what God instituted, which is marriage. You know, man being with a woman, woman being with a man. Um, you know, and I think that's what R&B was. The foundation of R&B was all, you know, really centered around. So um, my, my, what I, I guess my guide, if you will, as a believer, I feel if I, if I talk a certain way, if I can talk about a certain subject or whatever I say to my wife or whatever, whatever I say to my significant other, that's the, the guide for what I can write about as a song. Live, interactive, family-friendly shows. Welcome to Family Fun Experience Theater. What can you expect? Well, game shows, family comedy, swashbuckling farces, holiday extravaganzas, birthday parties plus superheroes, sci-fi and musical special. Expect something new and fun every week year-round. Relaxing, comfortable couch seating with views overlooking the Virginia Beach Oceanfront with plenty of fun snacks and drinks to enjoy. FFX's unique brand of family-friendly fun has the whole audience playing along from kids and teens to grandma and gramps. No kids? No problem. Whatever your age, our middle name is F-U-N. So what are you waiting for? Head over to ffxshow.org and get your tickets right now. You know what I'm saying? So if I tell my wife she's beautiful, if I say this, that, and the third, then I should be also able to write about those things as a Christian. So if I feel guilty about talking to this girl, talking about you and your girlfriend can come, you know what I mean? We're going to go to the hotel, bring two of your girls too and all of that. We know that ain't godly. So if that's the boundary, then my music should reflect my actual life, if that makes sense. That's that's very true because that's exactly what we have seen. We've seen very good music, but then you listen to the content and you're like, whoa, they're talking about this. (laughs) You have y'all singing at schools and everything. Y'all crazy. Indeed. Maybe singing at schools. Like, you know, there was one song, I didn't even know it was crazy. It was the Macarena. 
Because <laughs> if it had, they doing it at weddings and things like that, and it's talking about a girl that's having an affair. And I'm like, what? Wow. Well, so, I but, didn't even know that. Yeah, he just told me. Yeah, I didn't know. That's what it's about. It's about a girl that, that's, that ends up sleeping with her fr- best friend's uh, friend. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's about stealing <laughs> someone's man. Uh, and, but the, but the, and that's my point, is that have you found that people will listen to the music, but they not pay attention to the lyrics, uh, yep. you know, and then they go, because I notice with your music, a lot of times, uh, even, my, you know, one of my favorite albums is the Unplugged joint that you did. <laughs> I love that. But but it's, it's one of the, the things about it is that you made a love song to your wife, but it could easily be to God. Indeed. And it was, you did that on purpose where it had like a double meaning? Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, it's like, you know, we're the bride of Christ. You know what I mean? So uh, the love the love story of, of Jesus dying for us is uh, significant. And I think it has a double meaning, you know. Um, you know, what we do is marriage, uh, not to preach and go deep, but what God instituted in the beginning, you know, um, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, it said, Male and female created he them. That man, which was the woman and the man, uh, was the actual image of God. So um, that's God's image. Not like, you know, we used to think I'm the image of God as a man. But no, when I get with the woman that God has for me, those two people coming together is the actual image of God. And so that's significant. And that speaks a lot about what God how God feels about marriage and how he feels about family, the whole nine. And I think our music should reflect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and I know family means uh, a whole lot to you. Uh, to correct me if I'm wrong, but your son is in the photography, uh, and he actually took a picture that is now on, was on that giant billboard in New York City yeah. of you guys. How did that make you feel to see your little, <laughs> yeah. little one? How did that make you feel? I felt good. I felt proud. I'm like, well, boy, he ain't even 18 yet, you know, and, and had some major accomplishments. So he he did the cover artwork for our our, um, our last album called Rebirth that's out right now. Um, and um, that was a partnership we did with Universal Music. Um, so, you know, I was proud. You know, yeah. he didn't know it was, going, it was going to be up on the billboard. He was just in New York. Why am I here? Why, what's going on? And, I, and uh, when it popped up... I, I'm like, boy, look at your look at your artwork up there. So oh, he man. was excited to see that, you know. Man, that, that that had that had to be a, a great feeling. And then uh, I do got to say this is that the, the the support of your wife is all. She's always been kind of a pillar in your life. Um, how how do you manage that when you're on the road? How how does family uh, for those who may be you know, just trying to figure this thing out. They just got signed, they, or they're just going through, but they also uh, married. How do they? How do you balance that out? Because uh, I know, you know, we like to talk. So, but when it's family time, that's the only time you be like, Duke, I got to work and family are the two times that you like, Duke, I can't. Exactly. But what, how do you balance that out? Um, just making family a part of what you do. You know, what I mean, like in our family, we help each other with with everything. You know, my wife has her own business as well. But my son and I, we help her with her business. She helps me with mine. Um, you know, they go out on the road. When I go on tour, they go out on the road with me most of the time. Not all the time, but they go out on the road with me most of the time. So it's, um, 
we're a very entrepreneurial family, so it's not like uh, she has to go to work, you know, and I, I'm out on the road, that kind of thing. So, you know, we are very flexible with our schedule. So we kind of like to be involved with everything, you know, so.